Welcome to my new Daily Dispatch. You know, I talk to real estate industry folks every day about the challenges they are facing at this unique moment in time. I want to share their insights with you, not just the problems, but also the solutions. Join me each day on the Daily Dispatch, and we can all figure this out together. Stefan Swanepoel, who has been obviously a, a beacon, uh, a bright light in the industry for a couple decades, helping us understand what's next and what we should be afraid of and what we should be excited about. And now more than ever, I think people like Stefan can give us some insight. So welcome, Stefan. Good morning, Brad. How are you today? Good. I think it's afternoon, but whatever. Time's a blur during this. Have you noticed that? I, I thought it was March 14th and it was March 20th. Um, it's amazing uh, how time has this new dimension. I don't know if you have you noticed that. I absolutely agree. It is almost as if time has uh, become less important because we have to focus on so many other things. Exactly, and the moment seems really important as well. I like. I think it's Sunday, and I wouldn't have known until I looked this morning. Um, so, Stefan. First of all, are you healthy and is your family healthy? Well, thank you for asking. I would ask you the same question as well. But yes, on my side, I'm in perfectly good health and so is my family. Uh, I think like any of us which are healthy, we are blessed to be so as we are all aware of people that might have a more uh, difficult situation. But uh, everybody in my family is healthy and we cannot complain about anything in life. Well, that's good to hear. I'm really happy for you. Now, tell me this. Are you um, where you hold up? Where, where are you domiciled? Where am I hold up? Well, uh, I am going to actually probably surprise you by saying I'm in Hawaii. Uh, I have a second home in Hawaii. And when uh, things uh, started canceling everywhere around me, I had a, a bunch of talks, as you well know, that uh, I do a lot of public speaking and conventions. We have our own T3 Summit. And uh, everything on my, my schedule, be it a, a talk, a convention, even all of my meetings, we have uh, canceled all the way through to the end of May. So with a calendar which was moving from a physical environment to an electronic environment, I thought, well, why don't I go plant myself on an island and I would be able to work from there. So I'm working from my Hawaii home. Oh, that's good for you. Now, do you work at a desk or are you one of those oh, guys yes. that stands up and on a treadmill while you work or something? No, no, no. I'm, oh, I'm too old for that, Brad. I'm too old for that. I'm a traditional guy. No, I have a completely kitted out office with... Uh, two computers and printers and internet and three iPads and no, I'm as I'm as electronic as you can get. What do you need three iPads for, Stefan? Uh, you know, it's just you know, <laughs> keeping in touch with my team and keeping in touch with the internet and looking at the security cameras of my property. No, it's just just a lot of technology. It's great to have everything. Uh, now you got your security cameras on your property. You see any? Any uh, thugs out there creeping up on the hills to, to get you? No, it, it is quiet. <laughs> the island has been quarantined. They don't even want new uh, guests to come in. And the last two flights that came in, which we heard statistics of, uh, on the one American flight, there was only six people. And you had to prove that you actually had a physical address on island. Otherwise, they would not allow you in as a guest. Oh, I like that. You know, Yaz always, during the good times, she said, do we ever get to fly in a private jet? And the other, actually, yesterday I called her and I said, well, Yaz, by the way, she's in Florida, I'm in California, and that's a strategy to preserve our marriage because the divorce rate's really climbing. Um, but actually, it was, it, was, it was accidental that we were separated, and now we're trying to sort it out. But I said today, I said, uh, well, there's uh, $19 flights on JetBlue from Fort Lauderdale to LAX, so we could just buy 500 seats, I think, 
the math on that is anyway i don't know if that math's good <laughs> you could have a whole 727 to yourself i was joking we're not doing that um one any, would expect that they must start canceling a lot of flights very very soon yeah i think any day now hey um let's let's jump into this um at least in my lifetime Stefan, there's nothing in my life that is compared to this there's stories from my father world war ii the depression of my mother but nothing that i have ever experienced mm which I've said there is no playbook. Um, anything in your life that's even close to this? Uh, yeah, Brad, I do think so. I mean, I, no question you are right by saying that it is uh, different or unique or special. And I don't think that you could compare any any huge global uh, pandemic or virus or crisis. Or, I mean, none of them are the same. Of course, this is not comparable to the dot-com or the financial pressure or the recession of 2007. But, you know, I lived through um, um, East Africa in Kenya in the 60s. Um, I was born in the 50s, but lived through in the 60s. And there was a post-colonial violence going through Africa as they fought for independence from, from England and Germany and France and Spain. Then we moved to, to Hong Kong, and uh, we were in Hong Kong. I lived in Hong Kong for six years in the, in the mid-60s to late 60s. And in 68, the, the Hong Kong flu broke out. And, I mean, a million people died as a result of that flu. Then we moved to South Africa, and South Africa went through uh, the apartheid years of the 70s, 80s, and 90s, which I lived there as well. So although not the same by any stretch uh, and not comparable, I mean, not, not on a global scale as this, I've lived through three or four fairly large crises where, you know, hundreds of thousands and maybe even millions of people were under threat and or died. Um, so what did you learn from that, Stefan, that you can apply and help us here? Mm, good question, Brad. Um, well, firstly, I mean, life goes on. Uh, it clearly, it, 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 any 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 bad experience, any negative experience, is um, extremely sad. And of course, we should always take the absolute uh, most care we possibly can for everybody's health and safety. And and we do that today probably more than than previous generations did in previous decades. But at the end of the day, even the worst that has happened to the world, be it self-inflicted, like like um, uh, colonial virus or the Hong Kong flu, which came from Hong Kong, of course, itself. Um, society is um, very, very strong. People are very helpful. People stand together. Society stands together and they power through it. Uh, of course, there are always um, regrettable and very sad casualties and circumstances. And we will in this uh, uh, situation we are now, unfortunately, have have deaths and, and we all hope and pray that the number is as low as possible uh, but we've had we've had big deaths before and uh look forward to the future we will make it through it without a shadow of a doubt tell me this what worries you the most right now and let's let's use let's bring it home to the real estate industry uh one worry i have is i talk to like you do a lot of people in the industry every day and i'm shocked by who ordinarily smart people aren't isolating and i have they got the message but that's my worry. What's your worry right at the moment for the industry? Um, I would say if I had to try and pinpoint it into one or two, three words, I would say uh, uncertainty, uh, confusion, fear. Um, I think I think the people hear a lot of the messaging on, on the television. They hear some of the country's leaders 
or to be leaders, uh, you know, promulgate a specific message or viewpoint or optimism or pessimism. We either believe it or we don't believe it. We hate it. We like it. We support it. We don't. So I think there's a lot of uncertainty and confusion uh, about whether we will we will make it. Now we all know we will make it as a population. We all know we'll make it as a people. But we are all worried about those around us that that are our loved ones, our families, our, our employees, uh, our customers, our clients like yourself. Your care, of course, is, is for yourself and for Yaz, but then it goes to the Inman, the Inman team, and then it goes to the, the real estate family as a community, right? And then it goes to all of their customers and clients. So we're all, we all worried about the collective, and we know that the collective is going to get hurt. Yeah. How did we miss this black swan, Stefan? I mean, we can point to people like Bill Gates who warned us, but... We clearly missed it. What, what is? How did we miss it? And what are the lessons? <laughs> yeah, wow, that, Brad. That's a, that's a far-reaching, deep question you have there. I don't know. Uh, you know, many people make projections about the future, and of course, many people are wrong. Nobody can read the future. Um, I do believe in trends, hence we write our trends reports. But we've also said at many of our reports that we can't predict the future. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, you can look at what's happened in the past and you can look at, at possible activities or trend lines or, or populations or shifts or groups or illnesses. Or I mean, you can look at things and say there is a high probability that, that this virus, which we have now, will not be the last time. Now, may, maybe we get rid of corona. But we've had swine before, and we've had bird before, and we've had avian before, and we've had pig before. So we've had different viruses. We'll probably have another virus again. I don't know if it's you know two years or three years or four years, five. So we will go through difficult times on an ongoing basis. And uh, although we can't really prepare for any one specific activity, we can, as you like to say so often, and I agree, we can be smart about it. We can be prudent about it, and when it comes, we can step up and take smart decisions and, and actually um, do what we can for those around us and those of us which are blessed to be able to be in power or in control or financially strong enough or be able to help or be able to reach out or to do something to uh, notify, inform, advise, train, whatever it is. Yep. Uh, we, we have to do that. We need each other very badly. Tell me this. Um, let's just... You know, a lot of theories about this. You can look at China and you can look at, you know, um, South Korea and you can get maybe a timeline for how long this will last. But we're all prepared differently and we don't have the autocratic regime of the Chinese. Um, but let's just let's imagine it's six, 12 weeks that the coronavirus runs through and probably the consequences longer. What does this mean for the industry in the short term? And we just—is it shut down? Is it frozen? Is it? Is what is it? What what is it we're facing here? Do you think over the next couple months or few weeks? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Shut out is a big word. I don't think we're shutting down. I, I know that you've spoken to people like Ryan Schneider, which was a great interview. And, and there are many other leaders, of course, uh, you referenced in the one talk, I think you referenced to Gary Keller, who's put out a bunch of stuff. But whether it's the Glenn Kelmans or, or it's the Adam Contesses or the, the Sherry Christmas, there are many great leaders. And I think they are all trying very hard to do something. And they are all... Um, uh, they all have reviewed the situation, made the necessary adjustments. They're creating a new roadmap, and they're responding and reacting to whatever they think is possible. So shutdown? No, I don't believe that for a second. Will we get hurt? Yes. I, I think because of the factors I mentioned earlier on, 
the uncertainty, the confusion, the fear. People are just cautious. Uh, even at T360, which we're a you know, very large consulting company, uh, we've had some clients call and say, listen, could we put this project on hold? Could we maybe uh, realign this function or this activity? Could we maybe stop doing that? Could we maybe uh, just not come to your convention anymore? And it's, it's not because they don't want to. They're just saying, we have to be cautious. We have to realign our resources. We have to be prudent and put our our resources behind things that may become super critical. So I think all of those activities, uh, such as the T3 Summit, which we canceled, I think it's the right thing to do. And I think we will do that. So we'll have pain for the next, you know, you said maybe two to three months, you know, six to eight to 12 weeks. I think the market will decline, uh, but I don't think you should count us out. And I'm not saying that you are, but um, nobody should count real estate out. We're, we're not going anywhere. Uh, I think this industry is still solid. Yeah, we might not hit 5.7 million transactions again this year. We might, you know, if we hit, if we drop 15%, 20%, we might get down to, you know, high 4.8, 4.9, maybe 5 million. And yes, that's a lower number than we've had in the last, you know, couple of years. It's maybe back to 2014 numbers. Uh, but we survived 2014. And the industry did well. In, in that year, which we went down a little bit, we still did you know, four and three quarters million transactions, that's still close to 10 million transaction sites. So there is for all the inman readers out there and all the franchisees, there's still 10 million transaction sites, even if we drop a million or two million transaction sites. Go after the 10 million transaction sites and don't get overly paranoid about the 1 million or so, maybe 2 million, that we might go down. And in the short term, it could be more severe, right, Stefan? We, we yep. got, I got some interviews with people that, you know, look to China and Korea and it's like, Oh my gosh, it's it's much more severe in the short term. But you say it, we recover and then it equalizes out to maybe ten or fifteen percent. Is that kind of your notion or your math? Well, there's there's no doubt that the length of the severity of the current shutdown is going to have a huge impact. If the shutdown is only for you know a couple of weeks till the end of April, it'll have a different impact. If that shutdown, as you said, might have a longer tail and it might creep into June or July. I have numerous personal friends that were selling their house long before the virus. They had just put it on the market. They were scaling down and maybe scaling to something smaller, moving to another town or city. And where they were maybe averaging, you know, double-digit uh, home showings a week, you know, somewhere north of, of 10 or 20 a week, uh, they've all said to me the last week they've now, they've now gone down to zero. Yeah. And now in California, they've announced that, please, there should be no more showings. So, yeah, there's a difference between the activity which you can expect to generate out of 10 or 20 showings, of course, compared to potentially no showings. Yeah, yeah, you said that well. Hey, uh, let's just go one by one, kind of through what I'll call the real estate value chain. Let's start. Let's start with the consumer and let the consumer as a real estate customer. Um, I assume what you just said, at least for the short term, nowhere to be seen, right? Unless you are one of those that has to move because of a work or a personal circumstance that you cannot change that your, your employer says no we can't change that or you just simply have to move because you have to be with a mom and dad that's maybe very ill let's say unless you're compelled to move i think the average consumer is possibly going to say uh, my loved one mommy daddy brother sister daughter let's put this uh, shopping on on pause for six months and we'll revisit it q3 or q4 yes yeah here's a weird okay. one. here's a weird one Stefan. i someone knocked on my door yesterday in palm springs and they said they just landed. I don't know where from, and they were knocking on doors to see if anyone would rent their house. And uh, and they were dressed up decently, and they had a big Mercedes up front, and uh, uh, it was kind of wild. Let's go through. Okay, next, uh, let's let's go to the everyday agent. What 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 music are they going to have to face, or 
listen to here in the next you know couple months? Unquestionably, if uh, there are less sellers, there are less buyers, if there are less open houses, if there are less properties in the market, you're going to have a slowdown in the number of transactions. Therefore, this shift requires you to take action. You should uh, redouble your prospecting efforts. You should reach out to them in, in different ways and methods than you did before. Knocking on the doors might not be the most prudent way to go. But so maybe maybe you're using more more video mail, maybe using more blogging, maybe you're using social media, maybe using telephone. Um, use more, maybe Zoom meetings. I mean, try and use the electronic uh, platforms that are available as, as much as you possibly can. Try and become the um, trusted, knowledgeable local resource in your town. If it's yeah. Palm Springs, then tell the other people in Palm Springs what's happening in Palm Springs. Uh, the same way that, that you're advising the industry and you're sharing with the industry, there's people that are in every single town that want to know what happened to Palm Springs real estate or exactly. to Orange County real estate, right? No, that's that's so, right on. Now, I assume that applies to broker owners, but... They seem to have an even more unique problem. They were kind of, many of them, upside down for all kinds of reasons. Um, one was their commercial office space inventory. It looks like yeah. we may thin some of that out when they realize Inman News went virtual four years ago. And to our surprise, productivity went up, morale went up, and recruiting went up. I think a lot of people are going to discover this. But anything else about broker owners, small and big? And then let's pick off a couple you know, who's going to survive? Compass, Redfin are two big national brokers. Any any, any thought on that? Well, from the broker question, I think you need to first and foremost control your expenses in an ever-changing market. So uh, you should do the obvious things, which I think is not unique. But, I mean, you should renegotiate with any uh, lease agreement that you may have. You should renegotiate with any large vendors or contractors that you may have. You don't want to put the vendor or the lease owner out of business either, but you know, sit down around a table and renegotiate and say, listen, I can extend my lease, I can do this, I can do that, but you've got to help me here and there. So renegotiate that, look at all your marketing expenses and you've got to readjust and say, is it the appropriate time to do all of the marketing that you would have done? Maybe it's just over the top to do the marketing at this point in time. Look at all your non-essential expenses. There are things that we all do in our company because uh, it's somebody's pet project. It's a nice project. It's been around for a long time. So look at all the non-essential stuff and see where you can cut. Um, look at all the new expenses that you were hoping to do this year, things that you had planned to change the world. And now suddenly maybe you should put that plan of yours just on hold. Don't cancel it. Just put it on hold for a couple of months. Um, and then, unfortunately, you know, staff reductions, it's nothing, it's not something we any, anybody wants to talk about. We've even made an announcement to our staff that I, there's no intention to let anybody go. We're going to try and power through this. But at the end of the day, depending on the structure of your company, how many full-time people you have, how many um, uh, part-time people you have, how many people you have that are, that are tempting with you or you're sourcing out, you've got to look at that whole complement and say, do I need the same team? Do I need a different team? Does my team need to come into the office? Can they be online? Can they be sourced out? And how should that team look like? Those are all decisions which leaders will have to take. Let's go through a list here. You can just give me one word. Um, one word. Can you? Okay. Um, Zillow. Uh, strong. Uh, Realtor.com. Um, new leader. Uh, NAR. Um representation of industry what's that representation of industry re re what is the word representation they they need to step up and represent the industry and, and have to step up and, and uh, talk to whoever they have to talk to represent the industry to make sure that oh, we represent get... gotcha yeah, yeah. uh redfin um 
motivation and uh, restructuring. KW, Keller Williams. Um, team and platform. And that will help them through this? I think it will significantly help, yes. Both, both those words would help a lot, yep. Realogy and Berkshire. Let's put those two together. Big franchises, um, big sprawling franchises. Yeah. Uh, complicated, big task ahead. Finally, and thanks so much for your time here, Stefan. Um, we'll come out of this okay, right? Of course we will. Of course we will. Better industry after it's all done? I think every step that every broker or agent takes in a positive way to change their business, to make their business better, and to deliver a better service for the consumer overall will result in a better industry. So, yes, the answer is I do believe we will come out better and stronger. And can you and I and unite in this message to our listeners and the Inman readership, please isolate. And uh, if you want to stay healthy, it's the number one strategy um, for staying healthy. Agreed? Absolutely. We closed our offices and we have sent all of our, our staff across the country home. Everybody's working from home. And I've even moved to an island. Kidding. And uh, so, yes, isolation is at the moment the cure that we are aware of is the best solution. Hey, Stefan, good luck with everything. We look forward to hearing more from you as times move in all these crazy directions. It seems like day-to-day -day we can never expect. And thanks for all your support of the real estate industry. Uh, Brad, thank you for the call, and I'll give you one last takeaway, which uh, I'll share with you later this week, which you can uh, announce if you'd like to. Uh, we have, for the last six months, been working on a technology survey uh, research analysis piece to try and get our hands around all of the technology companies. I know how important you and I believe technology is going to be and is, is for the industry. And uh, because of the situation we are, I've accelerated it, and we are just in the final stages. And I say final, I mean probably this weekend, at wrapping up a detailed list that I will give to you that you can share with the industry at no charge of uh, the 500 best technology companies in every single category. We've looked at the industry, 62 categories of services, front office, wow. back office, top of the funnel. That's great. And we've put the best vendors in all of the categories. And I think if we share that to the industry, the industry will be able to have a good indication of where they can go get what kind of software so they can be more virtual, just like you. Well, we look forward to that. Stefan, thank you so, so much for doing this. And to the Inman listeners and readers, hang in there. We're all going to figure this out together. This is Brad Inman checking out.